My name is Juan Perez. I am a union member organizer, and this is hi. My name's uh, Chris Lopez. I am a union representative, and uh, I am an organizer in some ways. Yeah, and these these podcasts or these thoughts and these whatever we say on this podcast does not reflect our organization. Absolutely, we have to say that, otherwise we get in trouble. <laughs> we get chewed out. I think we we're get... still gonna get in trouble, Juan. Yeah, <laughs> people are gonna fire. They're gonna try to cancel us and stuff like that <laughs> the good thing is we don't give a fuck for now <laughs> we're good we're good right now it's our first podcast it's so our we're first go- podcast so we're calling our podcast uh union uh, union or bust yeah and that's a takeaway from the whole bernie campaign in 2016 when it was like bernie or bust that's where i came up with it like as in like we're the we're we're in we're in for the labor movement so it's union or bust uh, if politicians are not down for the union, so we're not down for them or, you know, and we're trying to just grow the labor movement as a whole. We're just two guys and we started in labor not too lo- well, me, not too long ago. But then we just started hanging out and we want to change the world, give everybody health care. Yeah. I right, mean, Chris? Absolutely. You know, 
it's really exciting because I, you know, following like the, you know, the polls around the country and the the approval of labor unions was at 68 percent, you know, I think a few months ago. Now it's climbed to 71 percent. It's the highest uh, since the 1950s. It's since like we're it's like Roosevelt. It's like the time for labor is, is just reborn. It's really cool. Yeah. And we thought this would be like a perfect timing to kick off this podcast and really, really because labor is really exclusive for sure. Like a lot of it is just within labor. We keep it inside. And a lot of people don't know about labor. A lot of people, union members don't even know they're in a union. So I feel like with this podcast, we can, we're, the, we're, we're in labor, we're, we're, we have our ears to the ground, but we want the rest of the community to know what's going on with labor, the labor movement. I mean, it's only like 10% of the of workers are in unions to begin with, and not everybody within that 10% know they're in a union or are even active to begin with. And I think things are changing, though. Things are definitely changing. This year is different than the past 20 years of labor. I mean, labor labor is just on fire right now. You see what's going around the country with like Starbucks United, for example. You see, uh, you know, tr- uh, Trader Joe's forming their first union recently. Now Home Depot is now for yeah i just saw that where was that at like pennsylvania or something i forgot what area uh but it is you know i think it is pennsylvania actually something like that something like that um we'll we'll check on that later but it's 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 just this it's a it's a train and it's going around the country and uh you know you just have to get on you know and and support one another juan and i were actually uh uh, you know, in Sacramento, the farm workers were fighting for equal rights. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but farm workers didn't have the same rights, don't have the same rights as, um, you know, people who work in, you know, other sectors. You know, they, they wanted to be able to vote uh, from, you know, by mail, and they weren't able to do that uh, for a long time. Now, uh, AB 2183 passed, and the governor signed it. Yeah, because we gave him the Juan and Chris, Chris bump. That's why Gavin Newsom was like, oh, fuck, these motherfuckers are calling me a bitch on Facebook. Tagging them. Don't turn your back on workers, on the farm workers, on the ones that feed us. So he was like, I need to sign this shit. Yeah. Because why did he sign this bill this year as opposed to last year? He vetoed it last year, the same bill. So what what changed? You know, You know, like... Do you think labor is different this year than what it was last year? Yeah, there's just so much there. You know, the approval rating for labor unions in 2009, I think it was 40 percent. It's 71 percent. You know, there's not an elected official in this country that wouldn't want a 71 percent approval rating. So we have a lot of leverage right now. We have we have the highest approval rating. We have higher approval rating than Congress, Senate, President, than than the media. We have the highest approval rating. Labor does. Labor, so yeah, yeah, why wouldn't a politician be like, well, I need to side with labor at this mm-hmm. point? And it, I think it wasn't that he wanted to sign that bill, the 2183 for the farm workers. Of course he didn't want to sign it. If, if anything, he does not want to sign it and veto it again like he did last year because he's invested in these uh, vineyards and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a millionaire. Yeah. So, um, but I think he felt the heat. We we're out there in Sacramento and how many, when we went to Sacramento, Last month, how many people do you think were out there? I think there was there's thousands of people out there in Sacramento marching in the streets. I mean, Juan and I marched. Uh, you and I marched about 19 miles in 100 degree weather. It was a movement. Yeah, I'm still paying for it. I I um uh, I have a battle scar for it. I, I guess I messed up my hip, which now messes up my my knee. So my knee's been hurting for a good month now, but. It's all good. It's battle scars. It's mm. it's 
it's worth it. Yeah, you know, I think labor is waking up uh, right now around the country. Um, I think um, members are starting to realize how important they are. There are, I mean, one of the reasons we're doing this podcast is there are some union members that don't know they have a 71% approval rating. You know, they, you know, unions have a lot of power right now. And this is the opportunity to get, you know, better contracts throughout the country. But one of the biggest things is I think we just have to support one another. You know, Juan and I aren't, uh, you know, official uh, members of the United Food and Commercial Workers Union. But, you know, I think, I mean, I know I would. UFW. Oh, United Farm Workers? Yeah, you said United Farm Workers and Commercial. You said UFCW. Oh, UFCW, yeah. Yeah. No, no. (laughs) Damn, well, there we go. Cancel. We're going to edit. <laughs> edit that. All right. Okay. Take two. Go so, but we're, you know, but it doesn't mean just because you're not a part of a, a specific union, you know, on paper, it doesn't mean you can't walk with them. It doesn't mean you can't support them. You know, you know, you, it, the labor movement is, it means you move, you go. It's, it, it's an exciting time right now. And, you know, if if the United Farm Workers need more help, I mean, I'm more than happy to go out there. If Minnesota, you know, if they're striking in different areas around the country, it's it's supporting one another. It's not just staying stationed. The labor movement is is you know is is all around. Yeah, and we say it all the time: solidarity, solidarity. We use the term brother and sister all the time, like you know. But I I don't use that term that much. If you see me talking to union people, I don't say brother or sister that much because mm-hmm. I feel like. I don't know. I think we need to work on that a little bit more as labor. We're not there yet. I still see people that on social media or we're, we're, we're involved as hell here in San Diego. So we see everything. And um, I'm not going to drop their names right now. Maybe a, a later podcast we'll start dropping names. But I do see that it's like, yeah, solidarity unless X, Y, Z or mm-hmm. it goes against my favorite politician yeah. or, or whatever it is or until it gets sanctioned by the Democratic Party. And it's like, no, that's the beauty of it that we don't have to wait till it gets sanctioned off by anybody. We just do it. We just go. Mm-hmm. That's what we always say, me and you, Chris, we're like, you know what? We're just going to pick up and go. Mm-hmm. That's it. We just go because we believe it's the right thing to do. And when you're when you believe it's the right thing to do, then honestly, you're on the right path. Anyways, you're on the right side of history. Just like the farm workers. Yeah. We, I saw it on Twitter that they were going to do that pilgrimage, 335 miles. We created from what Cesar Chavez did in the 60s from Delano to Sacramento. I saw it on Twitter the week of. I was like, oh, hell no. We're about to take off. And then I call you and stuff. Oh, man. Let's move around. Let's turn on the light. Well, this is our first podcast. We're gonna have, we're gonna have some editorial, you know, mistakes and logistical mistakes, and we're gonna better this podcast. This is us starting it on our own. We spend our own money on this gear and stuff like that because we're we're gonna we're passionate about labor, so we want to get the word out there. We um, we're gonna kill it. So, anyways, that's gonna happen pretty often. We're gonna have mistakes. But that's the beauty of it. Anyways, what was I saying? Well, yeah, I mean, we're, I think we're just talking about the labor movement, you know. And I think the labor movement's kind of divided into two categories. You have, um, you know, institutionalized unions, but you also have the other side of labor movement are the people that say we're not going to let the billionaires dictate our wages, our benefits, or our working conditions. We want to say in the, in the decision-making process. So when the Amazon workers walked off the job in Minnesota, they weren't necessarily a part of an institutionalized union. But they're part of the labor movement. They got up. They walked out because of safety reasons. And that's what it is. It's, it's standing up for, for, for you know, wages. It's standing up to be able to, um, 
be able to support yourselves. I mean, let's face it, rent's going up. You know, everyone sees it, inflation, your, your, your cable bill, your electricity bill, your water bill. And at the end of the day, what helps workers is forming unions to, you know, better lives. Yeah, it's not you trying to negotiate your own wages and your own anything. That I think that works for some people, yeah, and then you're picking yourself up from the bootstraps or whatever. It does work, yeah. But what has worked and it's been proven to work is labor, mm-hmm. is organized labor, is the 1930s with FDR, the NLRB, and that push to organize across the country in the 30s and 40s and 50s. That's why we saw the rise of the American dream. Mm-hmm. The white picket fence, one job was enough back in those days. It's because of us we have the weekend or the eight-hour workday or the 40-hour work week or child labor laws. It's because of labor. It wasn't because the individual said, I think we need child labor laws. No, it's because labor came together mm-hmm. and we forced politicians to pass this kind of legislation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's all in labor. Um, I do see it that, you know, nonprofits do great work and there's other organizations and stuff like that. But labor, everybody is a worker, period. Everybody's a worker. So everybody can identify with labor. And if we just organize together within our workplaces and then organize together within the labor movement, that's what it's about. That's the labor movement. And you don't have to be in a union to be in the labor movement. Yeah. Like you said earlier, kind of like you alluded to. Yeah, it's, it's just people standing up for themselves and people have been doing, I think COVID, one of the, COVID did a lot of negative things to the country, but one of the. All right, pause real quick. Pause, pause. All right, we're going to continue the COVID. Let me check what's going on here. You want to play back? Um, I don't know. Oh, that's good. Cool. I, I just saw that blinking stuff. Yeah. Oh my God. That's good. So we're good. So yeah. So then from there, we'll, we'll cut. Yeah. I think. Um, talking about COVID. Yeah. I was. Well, I was thinking about. I was talking about COVID. I mean, it, it you know it was a scary time for 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 everyone. Um, and however, what happened was it kind of showed the importance of, of, of workers, essential workers. You know, it could be people working in the grocery stores. It could be people, um, you know, working in the hospitals. You know, people uh, showed how important it is. When or even like postal workers yeah. or nurses or yeah. teachers. 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 We saw how important, how it's they're not just people teaching your kids. They're also teaching your kids while you're away at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's important. It's it's. And I don't. I know we don't want to use that term like babysitter kind of deal, but imagine if you didn't have schools where you send your kids to go to school and learn from teachers. They're at home, and now your parent has to stay home, so they can't make money now. So we saw the importance of the role that teachers play in society. Mm-hmm. How like instrumental they are. Mm-hmm. Everybody is. I think all workers are. Even if you're a fucking fast food worker or something. I know I said fucking, but. That's important too. Like everybody needs to eat. Everybody likes to eat fucking burgers and shit. So why shouldn't they have a union? Why shouldn't they have good wages and benefits? Everybody deserves good wages and benefits. But yeah, I think COVID highlighted the institutional flaws that we have for sure, like mm-hmm. healthcare and whatnot, and how our government honestly has the sides of the corporations most of the time. How these corporations got bailed out 
and people right. barely got anything. But organized labor now in 2021, 2022, is like, whoa, we're organizing and workers want to organize with Starbucks, Amazon, freaking Home Depot, Chipotle. Trader Joe's, Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> Strippers, strippers. Uh, I mean, everybody deserves a union. Everyone deserves if a the union. Strippers are listening to this. Um, I'll be happy to help. <laughs> big supporter. I'm a big supporter. <laughs> I'll wear the shirt. <laughs> I'll wear the pin. I'll chant at the rallies. I'll no chant. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have meetings. We'll have meetings. But but everybody's organizing because people at this point are fed up. They're, we're over it. We're over it. So this moment in time is not going to exist. In the next 100 years, this is going to exist for the next year or two. And if labor doesn't capitalize on it, which I think it is, it's starting to learn, uh, then we would be shit out of luck for I, sure. You know, and I think that's a good point. I think w what happened was people realized who, who, you know, who they are and, and, um, you know, Thank you, Monster. We're in, we're sponsored by Monster and Red Bull. He's a little different. He 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 likes sugar. I don't. So here you go. Uh, <laughs> but I think what one of the things that um, you know people are waking up and realizing their importance. And um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say this metaphor, and I think it's really important. Um, you know, when I was at the zoo um, with my daughters, and they must have been like you know, six, seven, eight, but I remember going and seeing the cheetah cage and it was a big cage, you know, there's, there's trees in there and, 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 uh, but I'll never forget. There was a golden retriever inside that cage with the cheetah. And that cheetah was, uh, that golden retriever was barking at cheetah going rawr, really loud. And the cheetah was like all scared. And I was thinking to myself, I go, you know, that cheetah could rip that dog's face off. That's all I was thinking. So I asked the zoo guy, I go, hey, what's going on? He's all, oh, um, the, the cheetah was, the cheetah thinks the dog is dominant because the cheetah was born in captivity. So when I talk to new members, I always tell them, remember who you are. You know, you're part of the union. You're part of the labor movement. We don't cut side deals. We all work together to get the best contracts ever. So that's kind of like, you know, and I think people maybe you know it's you know when people work together when labor works together it's like a pride alliance and the people that try to undermine our rights to uh you know fair wages a living wage being able to support ourselves the people that do that those are the jackals those are the hyenas and uh you know labor we know how we we outnumber and 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 we can get better contracts if we all work together yeah, yeah yeah we're gonna kill it this year we're gonna kill it every year um we're going to continue to organize. We're going to continue to be out there for the people, whether they're in our union or not, whether they're in the labor council or not. Yeah. We'll go out there and support the Teamsters yeah. or whatever. We were out there for the sanitation workers on that December of last year when they were on strike yeah. at Republic. Yeah, do you uh, ask for permission? We don't, ask, we don't ask for permission. We just do things. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission, I always say. Uh, I always say it's five o'clock somewhere. Also, <laughs> I say a lot of dumb things, but um, but that's what we do. This is what we're gonna do. This podcast is gonna be about us and labor. What's mm. going on? Um, actively, just be out there shooting footage out there and throwing it into the podcast and whatever, whatever, whatever's in San Diego or nationally. Um, hell, you mentioned Minnesota. One of these days, we'll probably go to Minnesota. We'll probably go to New York, go to New York and meet yeah. up with Chris Small as the president of the Amazon Labor Union. Yeah. He's killing it. He's doing this hot labor summer. Hot labor, what is it? Hot labor summer tour. Well, that's over, but 
Now he wants to continue it. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's what this podcast is going to be about. It's our first one. We plan on shooting these whenever we feel like it kind yeah. of deal and releasing it whenever we feel like it. We don't need permission. We want, we're going to bring in guests to speak with us, whether they're labor leaders or organizers or reps or union members rank and file or politicians or candidates that are running for something. Mm. Why not? We'll bring anybody in. We'll talk to anybody. We don't care. We'll talk to a fucking conservative. We'll talk to a Republican. I don't give a shit. Hey, that's, you know, that's a good point because uh, the approval rating of labor unions is 71%. It's not just, you know, one party. Yeah. It's, there's, people are coming together because, you know, and I always tell people when I was on the picket line in like 2003, 2004, you know, there was this guy named Nathan. And, um, you know, he was, uh, you know, we're from opposite political parties and we would argue a lot on social issues. And I remember he was out there on day one on the picket line with me. And on day, uh, on four and a half months later, he was out there. So, stops automatically? Yeah, I guess it stops automatically. I have to change that. But, all right, we're in part two of the podcast. We have to take a little siesta. But you were saying that well, labor it, transcends political parties. Yes, because, I mean, I know I know you, you've, you've told this to me a lot of times, but when your organizers we don't they don't ask you what political party no what the hell that's the worst thing you can do is like wait did you vote for trump (laughs) (laughs) do you have a maga hat on do you or or things like that it's like that doesn't matter we're all workers though Mm -hmm. we're all you know out there in the field wherever you're at you're a worker that comes first before political parties Mm -hmm. i do believe a lot of these political party things and labels and the media is there to divide us it's not there to bring us together no matter what anybody says at this point i don't know it's like we have google now yeah <laughs> we can research stuff and we we come to terms that the approval rating of the senate and congress and politicians and institutions the fbi the cia the media is less than ours mm-hmm. so labor is doing something right and these institutions are not I think, and that's kind of true. I heard a speaker the other day, um, and uh, yeah, Jim Miller. I remember Jim Miller talking about, and uh, you know, all these institutions. Who's Jim Miller? Jim Miller. He's uh, not everybody knows who Jim Miller is. Uh, Jim Miller is uh, he's uh, part of the American Federation of Teachers, and um, you know, he's a I believe he's a professor at uh, San Diego Community College. And I, I heard him speak one time, and. He talks about a lot of people. Or there's polls are showing people are disenchanted with institutions. They're disenchanted with Congress. Disenchanted with the president. Just whatever these the people. But the only what well, what people are going towards is labor. Labor unions. They just keep going up. Their popularity keeps going up because it bridges um, everyone. People who you know the the philosophy is is people deserve to pay the rent people deserve to pay their electricity bill i mean you know people are struggling right now and labor unions are helping you know it doesn't matter what political party you're from everyone deserves a union no yep, that's the saying is everybody deserves a union during the pandemic obviously uh i'm part of IATSE, uh here in san diego and we represent stagehands we were the first ones to be out of work we're the last ones to go back to work, the, the event industry. And, uh, but within our membership, that we, nobody lost health care during the pandemic. That's because we took care of each other. Yeah, we had to make some like sacrifices here and there. But for the most part, 
people kept their health care. We took care of each other. Uh, we fundraised to cut checks to help people pay some of their bills. And that's within labor. That's within the union. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the companies that I was organizing during that time, they were like, oh, that's it. You were just, they were just dropped. And, and then that's it. You're left to fend off on your own. But us as a labor movement, we're there doing food banks, food drives, and all kinds of things and helping people and members fill out their unemployment benefits, connecting them with, you know, these politicians that can help us with their staff. So within labor, that's what we do as labor. We're not a corporation. We take care of each other because we're more altruistic with that. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, I think about, um, you know, where we were and where we are now, you know, worker, you talked about workers' comp, you talked about unemployment, you talked about these benefits that people, you know, where did they come from? Well, they came from labor. The labor movement, uh, you know, in in the early 1900s, um, you know, fought for a lot of the things that we have today. You know, when you get hurt, you know, I mean, you talk about OSHA, safety requirements, all these, these things that we have at work. I mean, you know, they people like talk about the good old days, you know, the good old days, well, you know, when, you know, well, the good old days, you know, if you got, uh, there was no safety, you got hurt at work, your legs came off. Well, that's fine. You know, they just fired you. That was just They're, part of it. That was just part of it. Hey, yeah. you know, a lot of it is part of it until it's not kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, we can go on and on on that for sure but but yeah no it's crazy i think this is the time that's it it? we say it all the time we have five years we have five years now we have three because we've been saying this for two years so that's why we're starting this podcast is just to just talk just talk that's it and we can bring in anybody we'll talk to anybody and have conversations because people want to listen to real material and real conversations they're tired of the propaganda and everything that's and then all the fear-mongering and the division we're here to bring us together yeah we're here to bring us together we're not here to okay talk drama we'll do that behind the scenes we'll talk shit of course everybody does but here and labor within the unions we're here to bring us together but this again it's our own thoughts it's our own our our own opinions Mm -hmm. and whatnot uh, but what else do we got going on, Chris? I know we've been all over the place. What what did we do this year? We let's recap real quick. <laughs> I mean, like I know the machinists up here, in Miramar. Well, let's talk. Not- let's talk about also the labor movement has gone virtual. You know, also you talk about you know we talk about I know uh, Facebook. I remember when I first got on Facebook a long time ago. You know, my sister, Sarah, I remember her saying, oh, you're going to be on Facebook. I'm going to die. I remember her saying stuff like that. Now your grandma's on Facebook. Now your great grandma's on (laughs) Facebook. Now there's Instagram. Now there's, you know, there's Twitter. TikTok. uh, And TikTok, you know. it's There's this uh, movement going on on TikTok. and, And I'm sure pretty much people know what a hashtag is. The hashtag on um, of labor movement, we'll just take hashtag labor movement, that's on TikTok, and there's about 16,000 followers on TikTok around that, you know, but if you, uh, the hashtag labor movement on uh, TikTok has 3.5 million Wait, followers. Wait, you said TikTok both times. Oh, fa- uh, no, oh I'm you sorry, TikTok. Instagram. Okay, on so Instagram, on it's 15,000. Yeah, sorry. On Instagram, uh, the the labor movement hashtag has about fifteen thousand followers. On TikTok, it has three point five million followers. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. TikTok is getting crazy. We just jumped on it this year, yeah. and people are making fun of us. Blah blah blah. We're with the kids. That's <laughs> fine. We're with the kids. The kids are the ones that are organizing. Yeah, 
Look at Starbucks. I guarantee you all of those are like kids between the ages of 18 and 24 or whatever. Who knows? But they're young. Young people have had enough this new generation after mine. I'm a millennial. I think we're the last ones without internet. And then we got internet in high school. That's when I got internet. Uh, but the generation after me, I, what, what is it? I don't even know anymore. Gen Z, they're, they're, I don't know if it's Gen Z or not, or another one, but they grew up with the internet. So they don't take no shit. You know, they, they don't watch mainstream media, CNN, MSNBC, or Rachel Maddow. They don't, they don't. They watch YouTube and they do their research and they talk to their friends. And yeah, sometimes that can have consequences for sure, just like anything else. But at least they're critically thinking and doing their own research. And I think that's good too. That's what we're doing. That's what we do as labor. As labor, we don't watch MSNBC and see a strike and take their word for it. We talk to the union and we talk to the workers and we see what actually is going on on the ground. Because mainstream media is not pro-labor. Why would it be pro-labor when mainstream media is funded by these large corporations that we're trying to organize? Mm -hmm. Same thing with politicians, but whatever. Anyways. But yeah, no, uh, if you have me on Facebook or on social media, you see I talk a lot of crap and stuff. But that's only because I guess we care. Yeah, well, we people we're not scared uh, to yeah, say what we scared, want. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, how much you know people like. Oh, you know, what's this person gonna think? You know, you, you know, you just gotta go. If it, you know, it's like the farm workers when we were. You know, the, those people feed us. I mean, and that's why we were there. I mean, they're what's more essential than the people that pick our food from the ground and and you know our tables. And we we, we just. I mean, I was. I mean, it was great to see all those people out there. I'll tell you, it was it was a movement, and uh, yeah. And when we when we walked those nineteen miles, not the Sacramento ones, but where were we? Fresno. Yeah, hot as hell. <laughs> um, and we walked through the fields basically, mm-hmm. and you see those conditions where it's like, oh man, it's all dusty and sandy and dirty, and the smog from the cars, and then talking to the actual UFW workers out there. How they talk about the conditions when they work in the field. Mm-hmm. Like, holy crap. In California, we produce 70% of agriculture that's consumed mm-hmm. in the country. We produce 90% of the almonds that mm-hmm. we consume. Yeah, That's crazy. So California is where it's at for the farm workers. Yeah. Um, we're this type of industry. And we're the fifth largest economy. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's such a crazy thing for like Gavin Newsom to veto this bill last year. And then all of a sudden he signs it this year. It's like, dude, like, how, how would you turn your back on these workers? Well, you know? if, if this was if this was maybe 2009, but, you know, the labor movement is what changed, uh, made Gavin Newsom move. Let's face it. Gavin yeah. Newsom was not going to sign that bill until the labor movement got involved. And what is he what is he going to do? He's going to run for president. Oh, yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah. So you hold this over his head. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, you turned your back on labor again. It's like, good luck kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, we could have been easily on this podcast, you know, uh, talking about how Gavin Newsom didn't sign the bill. But now we're talking about how the labor movement is just changing everything. You know, elected officials can't just do whatever they want. There's there's going to be consequences if they go against labor. Um, if, if If you're trying to prevent my union brothers and sisters, the farm workers, to, uh, 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 to, to prevent them from joining unions, 
Well, then that just shows your contempt for the working class. So right now, um, you know, labor's going to go, we're going hard, and we're going to do everything we can to raise the standard of living for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um, obviously, it's a good thing that he signed the bill. He signed in a bunch of bills, a fast food worker bill, um, our bill, Ayatsi's bill that we were pushing, uh, which is great. It's all good. But I'm not going to be there. Thank you, Gavin Newsom, and fucking... No, like, that's his job is to be there for people and workers. Like, okay, thank you for doing your job. That's it. But I don't know. Like, I don't like bending over backwards for these politicians over and over again and treating them like celebrities. Like, that's the kind of culture that we have in the U.S. is these politicians are like celebrities. We uphold them on the pedestal. Mm -hmm. So that's why when they fuck up or they turn their back on us, we we fall in love with them so we don't want to hold them accountable but it should be the opposite it should be no they're not celebrities they're politicians uh they're most of them are in it for themselves that's the whole point of becoming a politician staying a politician so now we're gonna keep holding them accountable we're gonna call him a bitch ass if he turns yeah. his back on us next year or whatever it is you know and that's it that's just the way it is we're holding them accountable we hold everybody accountable we hold each other accountable yeah i hold you accountable all the time so why wouldn't we hold a politician accountable somebody that makes over a hundred thousand dollars a year and you hold me accountable when i'm on my phone on tiktok yeah yeah you're always on your phone and (laughs) i have an issue with that i have an issue with people that are always on their fucking phones and we're supposed to be hanging out because it's like all right, we made a plan to hang out, hey, and we're hey. hanging out, and you're on your phone. It's uh, like we're not for, hanging out. It's for the labor movement. I always tell you, it's for the labor movement. I know, but I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Marcus Aurelius kind of pers- mindset where it's like you have to live for the moment. Let's talk about Marcus Aurelius. I've been reading that book, Meditations, and uh, it's all about the moment. He says, everybody gives up the same when you die, whether you're a rich man with with jewels and gold and money and properties or you're a poor man and you don't have anything to your name you still give up the same thing when you die which is the moment the moment is priceless that's it it's the moment so with that mindset or with that idea it's kind of like this is the moment right here you're living for we shouldn't be living for the future or for the past the past is the past the future is the future it might not even come uh, accidents happen. Well, now everything, anything can happen. But here, now we're here. We're we're taking advantage of the moment. Carpe diem, seize the moment, whatever. Yeah. So that's why when you're on your phone, it's like, dude, <laughs> we're not living the moment. We're going away from Marcus Aurelius. He'd he'd be turning over on his grave right now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's well, why because I think a lot of us fear living in the moment because we fear everything. Yeah. We fear any little thing like, oh, that person believes in this and that guy's a conservative, that guy's a liberal, that guy's drive this car, that guy voted this way. Everything divides us. Yes, we get it. Everything divides us. But at the end of the day, we're all people and we're working side by side. We're going to the same beaches, the same pools. We have to drink from the same water, right? Um, I don't know. It's kind of like we're so afraid of every fucking thing. Yeah, it, it- it, absolutely you figure like what's going you know let's talk about the when covid was going now all this legislation about you know everyone got uh you know pandemic pay you know this the, you know it wasn't anyone's fault that people got covid it was here and the country had to come together and and uh you know help out the people who were struggling people were out of work for two weeks two two months some a year and a half people died 
Yeah. You were out for how long? Well, I wasn't out of work, but our industry was out in, of work. Yeah. Our members were out yeah. of work. I'm staff, so yeah. I got, I'm a little bit lucky on yeah. that end. But yeah, Marcus Aurelius said up. I'm telling you, read Meditations. It's crazy reading that book because he obviously wrote it kind of like an old English style, mm-hmm. or that's how it's written. So I have to reread a couple of things, thou, thee, thy kind of deal. So I have to reread it. But when you read it, it's like, oh, man, it hits you. You're like, damn, that's just badass what he just said kind of deal. How he says that everything is perfect. The universe is perfect, so everything is perfect. Mm-hmm. That's crazy how everything is supposed to be the way it is right now. We're the way that we are. Mm-hmm. If we get sick, we get sick, yes, because of X, Y, Z, whatever, your past, your diet, your genes, but you're here now, the right. moment. The apple, the apple serves its purpose. When it's ripe, it falls off the tree. The bear eats it. We eat it. Mm-hmm. It gives us energy. Mm-hmm. And then and then, and then, then that's the whole point is that everything is perfect. It just it carries on. It moves on. Everything is for the moment. There's no higher purpose in a lot of things. And, and, then, and then, then we can get into that if you want. But like you're a religious man, a man of faith, mm-hmm. and I'm not. But we still get along. Yeah. We draw the vision. Well, you drink Monster. I, I drink, drink Red Monster. Bull. You drink Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, you have glasses. I don't. <laughs> I don't drink alcohol. <laughs> you don't drink alcohol. <laughs> so we have our differences. But where we come together, yeah. labor. Labor. Boom. That's there all we, we talk about is labor. People complain about it and this and that. But it's all good. It's for the greater good. It's not like all we talk about is trucks no. or football or baseball. Nothing wrong against that. But You want to talk about your truck? Yeah. Well, anyway, no, hell no. <laughs> I can't let everybody know what I drive. <laughs> Flat tires. No, it's kind of interesting because, um, you know, Martin Luther King, you know, speaking about faith, you know, uh, when, you know, he was assassinated. But, you know, a lot of people know he was uh, it was he was marching for the sanitation workers, you know, during that time. He was, uh, you know, fighting for it was part, he was part of the labor movement, making sure they, you know, get a fair contract, you know, and and and, um, you know, for me, you know, I try try to I try to not step aside from doing what's right you know I you know it, it's like you could if you could be safe you know there's like the, I always say Martin Luther King I listened to one of his sermons he's all there's two kinds of faith there's the if faith and the though faith so the if faith is like if all things go well I don't go to jail I'm life is prosperous then I'll believe in God okay the also then the though faith is like you know hey maybe you'll go to jail you know maybe you know you 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 will die maybe you know but you want to do what's right and the people that really make effective change like martin luther king like cesar chavez like the people they're they're willing to um put things on the line for the 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 good of the people and and that's what the labor movement is it's it's can you care about someone you don't know that's hard for people but at the end of the day, it's it. That's what the labor movement is. It's it's. We you know I we went to uh, Sacramento. I didn't know anyone up there, but I met a lot of great people. I'm friends with them on TikTok. I'm friends with them on Instagram. We went to a bar with we went a to mermaid. A bar. We saw the mermaids. Yeah, yeah. that was we're, cool. We're organizing mermaids now. Yeah. But <laughs> now we know mermaids. They yeah. exist. They do exist. Yeah. My point is. My point is. Is like, you know, you might be 47 years old, like I happen to be. You know, I'm 46. No, 46. I'm going to be 47. And, um, you know, you can live until you're 90. But if you if you keep stepping aside, you know, you're you're not really you're not really living. You're not really living. If you, you know, you just play it safe all the time. You got to you, you know, you got to 
make to affect change, you got to take chances. You don't. You got you to take risks and chances, and that's where you really. Neil deGrasse Tyson, he says, uh, in order to grow, you have to work outside of your comfort zone. Because within your comfort zone, you know everything works. You're nine to five. Your route to work and all that gets the same formula. Yeah, it's going to produce the same outcome. But once you start pushing the envelope outside of your comfort zone, you go to a different bar, take a different route, mm -hmm. or try a different formula. That's when you actually start learning new things and growing as an individual. Mm -hmm. And that's why we take risks. We go to Sacramento. Yeah, I walk with Ramon on the border for the veterans, the Port of Veterans. Mm -hmm. You know, we walk. I meet him again in, in Pearl Valley. Then I meet him again in Texas. Mm -hmm. And that was killer. That shit kicked my ass. But people ask me, like, man, you're crazy. Or people tell me, yeah, you're crazy doing all that. I remember when I came back from Texas. You're crazy for doing that, this and that. And I'm like, I'm crazy. This motherfucker did it for the past whatever <laughs> thousand miles. If I'm crazy, what is he kind of deal? It's like, I'm not crazy. I just did the moment. We, we walked 19 miles and it was like 100 and something degrees outside. Some, mo you know, people work in the, the farm workers work in those conditions all the time. There are farm workers that actually walk the full 335. I think yeah. it's 335. 335, yeah. 330, 300, 300. So we're crazy. Yeah. What are they? <laughs> no, that's when I think you have no other choice but mm -hmm. to do something mm -hmm. big or extreme. Yeah. Um, but, and also like Ramon. Because he decided to do his freaking, well, sort of the farm workers, in the summertime, these walks in the summertime. I'm like, Ramon, there are no other seasons we can be doing this <laughs> shit. I'm like, yeah, the summertime is the best one. I get it. But there's winter. There's beautiful fall, beautiful spring. So I'm like, no, I'm going to pick summer. It's like, all right, well, that makes sense. But, but yeah, no, I think it's cool. I think it's good to do crazy things or what people think is crazy. Yeah. But to us, it's like, well, we have to do something for a greater good. You have to put your body and your mind on the line yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And that's when you feel the most alive, if anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And we're back. Take three. Or take three? No, not take three, but uh, <laughs> part three. Like I was saying, uh, the walks in Texas and for the veterans and the farm workers' walks and stuff like that. On the Texas one, it was cool because... Ramon got a lot of publicity. He was on the radio, on TV networks. Politicians would come out and walk. And, and then veterans across the country would come out and walk and join along the way. Mm -hmm. So I, when I met up with them a few times, I met different veterans from different eras. And it was kind of cool how we just all came together for one cause. That's mm -hmm. it. That's the beauty of coming together. It's for we have all these differences, beliefs, what backgrounds, whatever. But when you come together for one cause, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, we're we're walking, you know, for for workers' rights. You know, it, it you're you're living the moment. You're not you you're not out there talking about you know political parties. You're out there, you know, saying, hey, you know, the, the Gavin Newsom's a governor, and um, these people feed us, and he's going to sign this fucking bill. Dude, Gavin <laughs> Newsom's ears ringing right now. I was like, damn, I thought I signed the bill already. What the fuck? It's going to have nightmares. Yeah, well, he's just got to he's, he's got to understand that, um, you know, the labor movement, we're not going to stop. I mean, Juan and I are really active down here in San Diego. I mean, we don't we don't even live any close to Sacramento, but we're just drawn. We're drawn to the labor movement. We're drawn we're, where the action is. 
and um you know i didn't you know i didn't check in you know we just go we, we just, just go, go. We just, you know i told my wife i'm gone you know i mean you know i get i get home and you know the girls are jealous that I, i've got three daughters by the way <laughs> but you know sometimes hey you have to make sacrifices you really have to make sacrifices and i try to put you know i try to put god first my wife second and my children third and i put the labor movement fourth and i really try to do that sometimes it <laughs> you know sometimes it gets mixed up but you know um you know it's 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 just important and and you know if we are going to unite as a nation right now and that's what's going on that's why you have starbucks the the word united you know trader joe's united you know people are realizing the only way we are going to make effective change and uh is is to to unite as a labor movement we don't need to unite as a party we need to unite as a people yeah no yeah definitely i will put well said. I mean, uh, so yeah, let's wrap this up. Uh, this is how these episodes are going to be. We are going to be bringing people on. Um, we've already talked to a few people. So if you're interested in joining us, shoot us a text. Yeah, shoot us a text. Shoot yeah. us a text. Shoot us a DM. That's how we roll. Yeah. Uh, but where can they find you on social media, Chris? Yeah, what, that's what's, a, what's your handle? <laughs> um, my handle on TikTok is your union brother. Okay, my my uh, Instagram is your union brother, and my Twitter is your union bro because I can't get the full brother in there because <laughs> no. they they limit the they limit the characters. But you know, my philosophy on um, on uh, on Instagram and and TikTok, I follow my union peeps. If you're union, I'm gonna follow you, and if I haven't follow if I if I haven't uh, followed you yet because I haven't found you. Definitely, and you can find me uh, as Union Organizer. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I use a one, sometimes I use a zero for the O. But uh, yeah, you can follow us there. Uh, that should wrap it up. All right, good day, everybody, and this should be dropping soon.